0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Garrett with IDC Woodcraft and Bill with CNCBits.ca.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Yeah. So so Bill and I were were talking. What are we going to talk about in this podcast today? And and Bill said, let's talk about business because uh, for the for the CNC beginner getting into business and who's trying to how how you're trying to understand how to make this kind of work where you got to start and some of the challenges and risks in the early stages of get into a CNC business. Now, just for clarity, Bill and I focus on CNC routers, but I want to let you know that this applies to any type of CNC business where you create, uh, you do the design work uh, and create where you can do custom, customized stuff. So I think you got the gist, Bill. Did I, did I explain it?
1: <laughs> nope, I think you got it there.
0: Okay. Okay. So anyway... Before we get started, Bill, how's the weather up there? Let's let's do that BS small talk, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Today's actually nice. It uh, it actually snowed here last weekend, so it was kind of a bummer, but uh, snow's all gone, and I think it's going to be t-shirt weather today, so that's good. I'll take it.
0: Okay, so how far north are you?
1: Um, well, I'm on the east coast in New-, New Brunswick, Canada, so I'm not too far north. You know, we have cold winters and warm summers, so...
0: Yeah, how just far? Off, how far off the coast are you?
1: Off the coast? Well, New Brunswick is just above Maine. Okay. So, I'm right on the east coast. I'm about an hour from the ocean.
0: That water up there has got to be cold. You're getting the uh, cold part of the conveyor belt of the ocean conveyor belt.
1: Yes, it is yeah. quite
0: cold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, down here in Indiana, it's nice and sunny, and the trees are blooming nicely, and we got lots of flowers around. Um, actually, some of the trees are past their flowering stage now, so Holy. that makes it nice. Yeah,
1: ours <laughs> haven't. Ours haven't started. They're not even there. My grass isn't green yet. It's still brown.
0: Really. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you're about 15 latitudes above me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, let's get down to to business here, talk about business and CNC and how we can help the beginner get started. One of the things that, that Bill and I were discussing is sometimes it's a crap shoot, right? A roll of the dice where you get an idea and Personally, it feels like a really good idea. And honestly, the the spontaneous, like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. Those are usually the ones to take off with. I think where people get stuck at is, okay, I'm going to go for it. And then they don't know what to do. Right. And uh, I I think at that point, they'll maybe just take a wee bit effort instead of going the true business route which is a little bit of patience building connections and and getting yourself out there but
1: i think what a lot of people need to take into account especially when you when you're new at business new in the CNCs, it's easy to have a million ideas um, but the trick is to try to figure out which direction or in which which ideas are the best to follow up on because i know on a weekly basis I will see photos or I'll just be in my garage and an idea will pop to me. And what I've learned is if I see a picture online, I need to save the photo, put it in a folder, or I need to to write my idea down because I have so many ideas all the time that half of them go in one side of my head and, and out the other. But the tr- tricky part is once you have these ideas is to figure out which which one or two to follow up on because you, you can't do everything. So you really need to, to focus your efforts into one. And then the trick is, which one is it? Which one do you go with?
0: Yeah, yeah. That kind of that falls into the niche area, right? Is that where you're going to in that idea or, mm-hmm. is, or is it just like zeroing yourself down and honing in all the ideas and saying, let's work on this one?
1: Uh, it's not necessarily, I mean, if you have a niche, but I guess it all depends. If you have a niche and you're developing products for your niche, then you mean the, the same thing applies. You need to pick an idea. I don't try to pigeon my, myself, pigeonhole myself into one niche. I just look for products that I think I can market. For me, like I think I've said before, the majority of my sales are women. I, 85% of, of my sales come from women, home decor stuff. So, that's always in the back of my head. So that, that type of niche, I'm always thinking about, and I'm always looking for new products. So, you know, it could be something completely different. Uh, If somebody comes with to me with, with a good idea, then I'm, I'm open.
0: Right. Okay. So that's interesting point, Bill. You said the the women are like 85% of the buyers, which is the, um, in CNC, that is the majority of the case. Now, men buy. There's, there's different buying habits between men and women. So seeing as you're not a woman, how do, you, how do you gauge yourself into the woman's mindset to try to get an idea of what they want to buy so you know what to make?
1: I just look at the market. I look at what's selling, and I pay attention to what I'm being asked to make and who's asking to make it. If I get... Five or six people ask me to make the same product. Chances are there's a niche for it or a demand for it. Um, every now and then I'll get one person in a year ask me for a product. I might make that for them, but I, I wouldn't consider developing it for a product line.
0: Right. Okay. So How do you know what hits for you? So before we go on, I just want to kind of clarify for you who is listening that my audience is dramatically different from Bill's since I deal more in education as far as CNC routers and... Bill and I are both in CNC entrepreneur education, which we'll talk about in a minute if you want to make money with a CNC machine. So that's why Bill talks about the products. Uh, My specialty is understanding how to find a niche, understanding human psychology and how to tap into that. Once you find your market, you're really good. So with that little disclaimer, that's why Bill is the maker and I am the the, uh, the whole thing at the point of that, Bill, is... Ninety-eight percent of my demographic are male. Wow. Yeah, and, and in fact, the router bits, the router bit that the sets that I sell. In fact, Bill and I both sell router bit sets. We sell the same set. We got together and we worked together to create the ability for people to get them from both countries, U.S. and Canada. So, um, if you are new into CNC and you're looking for Trying to find a, that complete set of router bits, we we got we we, we realized that people have that problem, and uh, so we put together a decent set. So that uh, you don't have to go searching anymore. You go to our websites. Um, did I just promote us, Bill? <laughs> a
1: little
0: bit. I guess I did. Well, you know what? It's it's all there. We did it for a reason, though, right? There was a need for it. Um, but that's that's identifying a market, isn't it? The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a- and I mean, I did.
1: I did the same thing when I, when I first had the idea of selling bits, is because I'd known from my own struggle in Canada that that sourcing and finding quality bits in Canada was just a pain in the butt, um, and I saw a need for it, and so I just went with it. It was just a gut feeling, and I decided to pursue it. So it's the same as developing a pro- product for for selling on your CNC. Right. Right. I was just going to say some uh, endeavors require a little more investment than others, but you know, same idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the point of that was was I was I talking is that whole dialogue that I just started started with the idea that uh, of demographics. So the majority of your buyers are women, The majority of my buyers are men, right? And in fact when I pack up a set of router bits, I always write out a thank you card to that person. And every once in a while, a woman comes through who buys a set of router bits. And it's like, Oh, I, I, I take a little extra time and tell them, you know what? There's not many women that buy the bits and I'm so glad I can send them to you. <laughs> so it's that, that Anyway, that was just my little side note of uh, the little joys that come out of business. Um, so back to selecting your products and, the the majority of buyers are women when it comes to stuff guys don't buy little plaques that say love on them right but women do and so let's kind of dive into that a little bit what what are some of the things that you have found that women tend to lean towards as far as product that you sell that more often than not
1: well i mean anything home decor related um you know, that's a pretty large, broad, you know, array of products, but I mean, that's, that's what they do. Women decorate their houses. They like these signs, like they give them as gifts, they give them to friends, baby showers, stuff like that. So that's a large market. But one thing that I wanted to say about women buying signs, what I've found, and it's not something I pursue, but it's something I've sold is men, men tend to buy the same type of sign, but for the garage or man cave, right? And so I've sold a couple of Ford logos, you know, Chevelle signs, stuff like that. It's not something I pursue because I don't like, you know, copying logos and things like that. But when I get asked to do it, I don't mind making one or two, but men, men just have a different mindset and they're looking for a different product. I wouldn't call it home decor for men, uh, but they're still there. The market is still there.
0: Yeah, well, home decor covers a lot. That's pretty broad. Can can you narrow that down a little
1: bit? Uh, I mean, I'm sure most people know what I mean when I when I say like the the family signs or the you know the text that they that you put on your wall above your dining room table, the welcome home signs that you see when you walk in your entryway, uh, nursery signs for above you know baby's crib things like that, welcome signs, you know, monograms, door hangers.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I mean, I can't stress it enough. And I say it probably every podcast, words sell. I say it almost uh, all my videos too, words sell. And Bill just named off the top the top four, welcome, home. Did you say love? No, you didn't say love, I said yep. love. Nope. And then um, goes <laughs> the other one, baby names. And I put together a list, right? I, I did the research. What are the top 50 words that sell? And so now I make them available to people if they want to make money with the CNC machine. I've had people ask me, can I have that? Well, sign up. Do you want to make money with your CNC machine? Yeah. And um so they, they have to sign up because I just don't give it to anybody. I'm, I'm serious about this entrepreneurial stuff and helping people. So, I mean, that's why Bill and I are here, because we want to help you get successful in the CNC business and get some direction. So that's why we're talking about this today, and what, that's pretty much the basis of all our podcasts. Um, so Bill just alluded to, the most common market the, the, the biggest buyer are women in fact women are virtually 99% of the decision makers in couple bound homes which is interesting what's the, what's the word statistic right that if, if a guy is going to go out and buy a riding mower for his, for his home he's got to get her approval you know they, <laughs> they wear the pants <laughs> we don't know it but they wear the pants <laughs> Um, yeah, go ahead,
1: Bill. But one thing we should talk about is how to figure out what product you want to go with. Say you have 10 product ideas. How do you figure out which one you want to go with? That's Um, a good one. Good, good. So this weekend I got, I was approached by two different people about two different product ideas. Well, not ideas. They wanted two different things. Um, One. Was an inlay in an in-grain cutting board, which I have an interest in. I've never done; it's something I want to pursue, but I just, I just haven't had the time. And the other one was a mother Mother's Day sign that somebody saw online. Wanted to know if I could reproduce it for them. So, there was two different conversations. Um, the inlay in-grain I decided that um, I wasn't comfortable doing it. I wasn't comfortable doing my first inlay in a beautiful end grain cutting board that somebody had made. I didn't want to have the responsibility of messing it up, but I told, I told him I would look into it. I'd try a couple of my own uh, and we'd go from there. The second customer with the mother's day sign, I looked at it. I realized that with the amount of time it was going to take me to figure out how to make his sign, um, I couldn't charge him for that, but that was, a product that I saw uh, a market for where I wouldn't make my money back on his one purchase, but is a product I could develop and resell. So I've mentioned it before in the other podcast that what I normally like to do once a year, when these special occasions come up, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, I'll develop one product. And then I will put that in my, my repertoire for next year. So I'll spend this year developing this product. Next year I'll have this product plus someone I develop next year or last year. So I'm always, you know, just doing one product at a time instead of trying to do ten.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a key point. What Bill said. Yeah, we CNCers were ADHD. We want to make everything and reigning in those thoughts so that we can zero in. So one of the things he pointed out was seasonal mother's day. Uh, I don't think they're really father's day. doesn't really sell. Does it? Yeah. I uh, sold,
1: I think I sold more father's day items last year than I did mother's day.
0: Really? So what, what kind of products are, are you making? Like, <laughs> okay. So this mother's day thing is it, does it say happy mother's day? Is that what it is?
1: Um, I have to look at it. It's basically, it's a heart. That's a puzzle piece. Um, so there's kids names that go around the edge and each kid Kid's name is a mother piece, and then there's a heart in the middle. So it says Happy Mother's Day somewhere on it, I think.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: But the thing, I mean, making making a flat sign isn't the big deal. Um, it's the puzzle piece and the fitment of this going together. That's that's the trick for the development. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, once you get the tolerances down, once you you have all the specs dialed in, then there you go
0: right so doing doing the puzzle piece yeah i could see where that would be an interesting little issue so you have to actually cut out each piece individually then don't you because you got to profile the one side on one piece and then the outside of the other piece right if you have a laser if you have a laser cutter it's a different story yes
1: so exactly it's not just one one piece cut out and then you get the female and male out of one cut you basically have to do each piece individually make sure the tolerances are correct. They all fit together. Yeah, It's going to take a little bit of trial and error. I mean, I'll, I'll prototype in an MDF or cheap plywood or pine before I start cutting the nice hardwood. But like I said, like I, I told them that it's going to take more, more for me to, to develop it and make it, but I said, I'll, I'll do it because you know what it's a product.
0: Right so once you have that then you'll be able to once you understand the process then you'll be able to just build it out from there you can use this exactly R- once
1: i once i have my my file saved and i know it works then it just goes into my database of products and next year when i bring that file in i know it works i know the tolerances i know the bits i used you just go from there
0: okay all right what kind of products sell for father's day
1: uh last year i made barbecue scrapers Okay. so I made scrapers out of uh, oak and and cedar, and I offered a custom engraving so they could put whatever they wanted on the face of the scraper. And then I also sold uh, cutting boards as well as a package. So I just want to add this in here real quick. I'm going to leave this in because I think it's funny. I have no idea where Garrett got newspapers. I said barbecue scrapers, maybe newspapers sounds. I mean, audio is kind of crappy, but I think it's funny. So I'm going to keep it in here because it's, yeah, I think it's funny. He probably won't. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, so newspaper kind of is up, an so. interesting idea. So so the, it could be a newspaper article and that's the big headline and then down a huh? the little story or some, something. Newspaper? Yeah.
1: No, I didn't say newspaper.
0: Interesting. Um, So seasonal. So, so one of the things is if, if you're struggling to know what to make, one of the things you can do is focus on seasonal and this will give you some time. So as you're starting out, you don't want to be really anxious and try to make a bunch of stuff like I did in the beginning. You like what from here, Christmas is, Eight months away so it gives you a lot of time to s- study your product your process and build up product and then be ready for Christmas months in advance and already have your stuff out there so that's, that's one avenue, and then it's just identifying what is the unique Christmas item. And if you can personalize Christmas ornaments with the year, you, you'll have something there. Of course, that's uh, what's that semi-custom type of work. But that's just one option. Uh, the idea that you want to come up with is an evergreen type of product. And evergreen just just trying to come up with that and and come up with a uh an idea bill as to how to uh, relate to the listener how to identify an
1: evergreen um, well i mean ever evergreen product would be more like a digital product uh anything online that you have to do once and and not have to touch again so it can be cnc related but i wouldn't say that evergreen product would be a product that you produce on your cnc um because you have to continually produce it uh, evergreen product would be you design a you know SVG file and put it on Etsy yeah so you put it on Etsy you do it once it's always there it can continue to sell without you having to put any work into it
0: yeah the the thing with Etsy is I think sometimes people will put stuff on there and they they expect oh this is going to start moving right away and uh, I think it's a good idea to tap on that since you brought up digital products. So, what Bill is meaning with digital products is if so, I did a video the other day uh, of how to build an American flag with a logo from the start all the way to generating your tool paths and the Vectric software. If you want to watch that video, there's a link down below. But from that, I, I created, I said, okay, I walked them through the whole process. Now this vector file with all this is now available on Etsy. So an evergreen product is the good thing about digital files is you can make it. Once you refine it and it's all good to go, you put it on Etsy as a digital file. However, Etsy is not going to rank you up there right away and put you in front of of. A bunch of people it, it takes time with these algorithms so you want you want to be patient with that but you also want something that's kind of compelling too i chose an american flag with an eagle on it bill because they are symbols of america right <laughs> they're, they're the icons and they're generic in in a way I didn't isolate it down to a logo like a military logo or something like that and what has happened with me is i've got i've got clamps on etsy i've got clamps for your cnc router the flag with the eagle logo i've got i think i have about eight files on there and i sell i've sold i think 55 files this month so far No, we're, we're just we're about two-thirds the month so that's uh what 200 bucks to 250 something like that not a lot but you know it's 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 taken time it's moved up so that's an idea of the evergreen stuff.
1: nothing yeah, better than nothing. So, I mean, that's something that I'm going to pursue at some point in time because I think we were talking the other day, and I realized that I've got, you know, three, four, five years worth of uh, vector files on my computer from designs that I've made that aren't doing me any good on the computer. I, I keep them in my my little uh, database of of signs and files to make, but if I can put them online and make a couple dollars you know, why not? It's just yeah. taking the time to, to go through the steps and doing it. So that's one thing to keep in mind, you know, for new CNC producers that if you, if you develop a product that, you know, you sell 20 of locally, um, if you don't mind having that file out there, then that can generate revenue for you as well. Uh, some people want to keep their, you know, their designs for themselves. But I mean, if you don't mind having it up there, because at some point in time, somebody's probably going to take your file and sell it again. But if you're okay with that, then, you know, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what the thing is, you have to be okay with it. This is something that through the years I've learned a lot of people are afraid of putting stuff out there because they're afraid people are going to steal it. Right. People do steal, but you're holding yourself back by not doing it. So just be the one to put it out there. You know how you stand out. Uh, above the crowd where that doesn't happen is what I've done, right? I've made myself known on YouTube and um, I talk to people. I've made so many friends, Bill. Uh, If it wasn't for the CNC stuff, I never would have run into Bill, (laughs) right? Yeah. And and getting myself out there, but that's, that's kind of beside the point. What we want you to do is we know what product to make. So files is one way, but if you want to create a product, Because files don't generate a lot of revenue. When you create a file, there are a lot of files out there. And so there is a sense of competition where you do have to keep your prices down. You can spend two weeks on a file and you're going to sell it for three dollars. So, so it's not a huge money saver, but it is part of the building multiple revenue streams. But when it comes back to creating a project, or uh, these like these items that you're talking about, the seasonal things or the evergreen product would be the word love. We've all seen love stacked together. So you have L O, and then. the V is under the L, and the E is under the O, and so it's kind of like a, a square, boxy type of look. Yeah, it's that it's that simple. Make that, <laughs> and and that z- make
1: it. Just put your own twist on it, right? So you put, you put your own, own twist on it. Yeah. yeah. Then it's then it's yours.
0: Yeah. Let's 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 try to give the listener an idea. Let, let, let's just come up with something. Bill and I won't make this. We just want to give you something you can make. So let's <laughs> let's help them out. So let's let's take let's I'm take in. the common word. So I talk about welcome all the time. So let's not talk about welcome. Let's talk about one of the other words. So you said welcome home, right? Then, well, I mean,
1: one thing that you can do with that is it doesn't matter what word it is. A lot of people, a lot of questions that I see online, people are looking for these fonts and these scripts that they see online and they always want to copy it if you find a script that works for you or a font you create some words using those fonts or scripts change it slightly you know make one of the little arms on the end of the word a little bit longer change the proportions and you create a vector of that that's now a product even right. though it's a script that you download online. You know, you spend the time to join the letters, make a couple, a few little changes. That's a product. That could be an evergreen product. That could be a product that you sell. Yeah. Um, Some fonts and scripts take off and people just love them. The problem is that there's thousands and thousands of of fonts out there to choose from, but it just takes finding the right one and and finding that little niche market that likes it.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I never realized fonts was such an issue until... Uh, when I sell the the um, the bits, I give uh, what, six vector files with it, and one of them is a welcome sign. And people are always asking me, "What font is that?" <laughs> it's my secret. Yeah. No, actually, actually, it's uh, it was a, a creation, right? It was it was a twist on a font. And then I've I was asked yesterday about a different one. I made a a sign that says prosperity. Someone wanted to know what font that was. Um,
1: Well, the thing is, there's so many, I've got, I think I've got roughly 2000 fonts on my computer and I'm horrible at designing something and and going through all 2000 fonts, trying to find something that I like. It, It just gets, it gets overwhelming. It does, and, and when you're a new user and you're looking online at a site that has ten thousand fonts, it just because even sometimes you can download a font that you think looks great. You bring it into your computer and go to cut it, and the font is absolute crap.
0: Yeah, you aren't kidding.
1: Like some fonts are just not designed to be cut.
0: You're absolutely right. I there I had one along with prosperity, I also made the word abundance. I just carved it into a piece of flooring that was scrapped you know the engineered flooring and which was really cool. By the way, if you want uh, to have semi-finished materials already, get the engineered flooring scraps and use that and carve stuff into it. It's, it's a cheap way to start. It's easy to cut, especially if it's the uh, the, the polymer, the plastic variant instead of the wood. Yep um that stuff cuts like butter and it cuts so fast um so take take a common item like the word love look find one that appeals to you look at it understand why it's appealing to you and think about what's missing and then throw your twist on it make it take it from love with a little humorous thing behind it Uh, a cartoonish type of i don't know i'm getting these ideas in my head and i don't know how to voice it but so that's an idea of something you can make that's kind of evergreen and you can post it on etsy you can sell it on facebook marketplace the thing with facebook marketplace is generally regional meaning people either um, pick it up or it's local shipping Etsy is I don't, is Etsy just U.S. No, it's not. Etsy is worldwide. Nope, no, it's, it's worldwide. So it's, but you can you can control that. That's what I like about Etsy. You can control where you can ship to right up front, um, because the bits. I'm I'm starting to ship around the world now. I'm slowly adding countries. I've got Ireland now. I've got the UK. Um, i want to think i want to do mexico next but anyway but i can tell etsy i'm only shipping to the united states i'm only shipping to the us and canada you can pick every single country you want to ship to so that's good you get that kind of control um you always want to take into account shipping though because shipping can be pricey yeah
1: yeah try shipping in canada it's ridiculous
0: yeah and when you're coming up with a project think about
1: that. Here's a perfect example of of shipping in Canada versus the US. Um, I sold some router bits, I was telling you today, uh, to somebody in California. So for me, in East Coast, New Brunswick, to ship pretty much across North America to California, uh, shipping through Canada Post is $13. Okay, for me to put the same thing and ship it to myself. So if I just went out to my mailbox, put the same package in the mailbox, and shipped it to myself, it's fifteen dollars.
0: No way! Yeah, that's that's wild. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I it's, wonder
1: it's, what, it's, what's involved. In the, why is that? I have no. It's. I think because the shipping in the US is um, is just so much cheaper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, shipping, I don't know, Bill, if it'll work for you up there. Take a look at the website, pirateship.com. Do you use that?
1: uh, It doesn't apply to Canada. I already looked.
0: Okay. So I, I use that and what it's, it's like ridiculously amazing. The, Price for first-class shipping is like half the price of standard shipping of, a, of products. I had a sign that I had to ship from, from Indiana to New Jersey. So that was a 600-mile journey. And I was down at the post office asking them, because I didn't have a scale at the time, uh, how much that would cost. And so it was $32 with the size of the box and the weight. And I said, okay, I'm there. I'll just send it. So now that I had that, I went back home. I already paid them, and went on to pirate ship. Did the calculations would have cost twelve stinking dollars to, to ship first class. I mean, it, it was, uh, yeah. So, so that's. But you want to take into account shipping and how how light is your project, and uh, because that's all going to be involved in how to set up your pricing as well so the the more you can evergreen your product and evergreen means it's something that people want on a continuous basis it's like money right money is an evergreen product people always want money so the word love the word welcome the word welcome home baby names these are all evergreen product uh niches group type niches that you can get into and make a product out of that so uh Go with something like that stuff that sells. Get the words that sell list down below is a link to sign up for that, and I will send it to you immediately. And then <laughs> you can take it all from take off from there. Um, so, yeah, Bill, what did we talk about today? We got, it's kind of gave gave me some idea. What about the trials and tribulations mm-hmm. of getting started? Yeah, well,
1: I mean, everybody it's going to happen. You're going to develop a product that just doesn't sell like you, you think it should. Um, and that's just part of, of, you know, being in business. It's happened to me when I first started, I I think we, you know, we've talked about it before is everybody gets a CNC and they, they develop products that interest them thinking that, that if I like it, everybody else will like it. That's not always the case. Um, It is the case if you find the right market, but if you're going to throw it out there to the general public, don't expect, you know, a great return. If you, you know, if you like golf and you think you're going to be making, you know, this golf product, you really need to market that to the right audience, not just throw it out there into the wild and expect to sell, you know.
0: Yeah. You know what? You know what? I'm going to interrupt you because I want to get this point across. If if you're if you have an idea and you want to sell it and you're not sure, email Bill or I and, and 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 we will tell you if this is a viable product and where your product needs to be focused at. Because if you like he said, if you sell, just put it out there. You're going to struggle because you're not zeroed in on a market or you're not zeroed in in your targeting it's probably a better way of putting it so if you're brand new and you're not sure contact us we will yeah,
1: and i mean there, there's a market for for everything you just have to approach it the right way um and, and spend a little time and do a little bit of research that's all
0: okay yeah yeah um So the trials and tribulations, the one of the things that that we can't stress enough in business, period, is it's patience. It's going to take a little bit to work up to it and to start to see results. Would you agree with me, Bill, is that when they – when they start to come they don't come in swarms it trickles and and there's ebb and flow and the trickle so long as you're consistent will turn into a slow run and slowly turn into a faster run and slowly improve
1: i mean if one piece of advice i could give to anybody that's starting out is just be patient uh it takes time i mean Mm -hmm it really does take time some people get lucky and they will hit you know a crazy target market audience right away and they start you know selling one product But for most people you know it takes it takes a long time to learn and then it it takes a long time to to find your place and and to run with it so it's just be patient that's the biggest thing
0: yeah and by the way uh, if this is something that you want to get into then Bill and I are starting to do webinars, CNC Router, onto, or not Router, just CNC Entrepreneur, entrepreneur Webinars uh, to, to train people in the business area of CNC, how to get into it, how to take your... your if you have a fledgling business, you're seeing a little bit of revenue, how to start pushing it up to the next level. Uh, we're going to be covering from the basics of identifying. Uh, by the way, it's going to be a live webinar, and we are going to leave lots of room for Q&A. So you can have very specific questions to ask. So we're going to cover how to come up with your market Uh how to look at your market, how to research the market, where you can market. We will get into human psychology and understanding uh, the – helping you understand about marketing because when it comes to business, it is about marketing. And so it's not complicated. It just takes a little bit of different of, uh, approach from the mindset point of view. And we've got a couple other topics, but this is where you start with a business, where you have people with experience when it comes to business. And we want to share that knowledge with you and get you started and get you successful and help you avoid some of the short, I was going to say shortcuts, help you shortcut around the challenges that we have had and getting started with a business so you can be successful much faster. In order to sign up for that, there is a link down below. Now, as of this podcast, it's April 28th, 2021. However, that is not the only one. So what you would do is go to – Bill, I have not established a formal resource for people to go to. I guess you can go to – got to put it together right now. Where, where are we going to give a, a, an ever, evergreen link? So my YouTube channel, it's not really mine. I don't call it my channel. It's their channel, right? I am just happen to be the teacher on it. The YouTube channel, IDC Woodcraft. I talk about when we do that. And there will be links in there that will guide you to the scheduling page. And you can go there to see if there's a, a, a webinar coming up and then sign up. You know, we charge we charge twenty dollars for this webinar and you get two hours worth of worth of business knowledge specific to the CNC industry and the the people who sell retail products to other retail yeah. love and whatever. <laughs> you'll learn a lot from this. you know we've spent a lot of time putting this whole thing together and refining it. so we want to help you. So sign up for that. Webinar, there will be a link in this this, in the description of this podcast and sign up for it. And uh, so, there, that's all out there. Um, go ahead, Bill. I just ran out of energy saying all that.
1: (laughs) Well, I think we we covered a lot this episode. Um, you know, we kind of went back and forth and around a couple topics, but hopefully. You know, if you take anything away from this episode, it's pick a product or two, and and just do a little bit of homework, do a little bit of research, and decide if if that's the direction you want to go. If it is, just know that you're you're gonna invest a little more time and and effort into developing a product, and then you know test it out. It's, It's all you can do. Some products will not do as well. Some products will do better than others. And the only way you're going to know is to try to.
0: Yeah, sometimes you'll be surprised that the strangest thing will work. What you expect works doesn't. And then what you don't expect works goes amazingly well. Uh, That's, we will discuss that type of thing in the webinar as well. But uh, when it comes to picking a product, Bill just mentioned a keyword. I don't think we talked about in this uh, podcast, Bill, is research do a little bit of research up front and how do you do the research? There's a, a couple of key ways that you can research right up front and get a very quick feel for your product idea is one, go to Etsy type in that product idea and see what comes up and look at what's working and what's not. And the way you can tell is by the number of comments that there's like a number down there. This is a, uh, what is it? Feedback, right? Uh, look at that number and the people that have high feedback look at their images because images are where it all starts and then compare it with the images of the other ones and you'll see a world of difference and the other way is uh facebook bill wants to talk to them about facebook as as far as uh, Uh, well i
1: mean go to facebook if you plan on selling in your local market go to the marketplace place type it in see if you can find what you're looking to sell uh the other way is just to go onto the various groups that you're part of and you know you can ask other cnc makers in your community uh if they're making these products and if it works and most people should you know be pretty open about it if you ask me a question i'm going to tell you i mean most people are not in competition with you with each other um you know if there's a guy two doors down from you and you want to start producing the same products he does, you might not want to ask him. Uh, But if somebody's on the other side of the country, I don't see why they wouldn't be willing to share a little bit of information with you.
0: Yeah, that's a good point too. Don't think you're in competition with other people. You know, you're you're creating your own stuff. Um, Another way you can, I don't know, how do you think this would fly? I never actually tried this, Bill, is go to your Facebook feeds, put it out there, and ask people to give you honest feedback. I don't know if people, if your friends would give you a really honest feedback and say, it's a piece of junk. I don't like it, (laughs) but maybe the, maybe, maybe the, maybe it would be either be, they like it or crickets, right? Crickets is a good indicator. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, I, I mean, I've heard this, I've never done this, but I've heard of people doing this is basically you go to your local, you know, marketplace, you go to Craigslist or whatever you've got, post a product for sale with no intentions of selling it. And when you get, either you'll get no orders, some orders, or tons of orders, and basically you just tell people, sorry, I'm out of stock right now, but that'll give you a, it'll give you a, a standoff point, you know, yeah. where, where the product stands. If you get no responses, then it's probably not a good p- product. I mean, yeah. it's not a great way to, to get your name out there and to do business by putting something out there you're not going to sell, but I've heard of people doing that.
0: Yeah, it's actually a viable marketing tool. And, and what Bill said, when I first learned of this technique, I was pretty offended. It's like, I don't want to put a product out there and just psych, you know, fake people. But it's a, a huge measurable for you to not put out a lot of money, but to see if your product is actually a viable product. So don't be afraid to put it out there and don't be afraid that you're going to get people angry because there's, what, almost 8 billion people in the world, right? So we, we can't please everybody. And the marketplace is much bigger than than we realize. So that's actually a really good way of doing it if you want to take the time to put something out there just to feel it out. Um I actually like that technique. I haven't tried it yet, Bill. I think I'm going to give it a whirl. <laughs> I'll let mm-hmm. you know how it goes. So, okay. Well, I think uh, it's probably about time to wrap this up. I got a, uh, my phone has been ringing off the hook here while we've been talking as far as notifications and stuff. So <laughs> it must be a busy Monday. If you are seeing seer in your just getting into it with an intention to turn your CNC into a business and make some money, or if you're just starting out in the business end of it, sign up for that webinar so you can tap into our experience, our knowledge about marketing, about psychology, about coming up with projects, and you can ask questions directly and listen to other people's questions and, and, and learn from that. And Bill and I will help everyone along the way. And I said, uh, what did I say before to email us on? Oh, yeah, if you have a product idea and you're not sure if it's viable, send us, a, send us a picture. And we'll talk to you about it. But don't just send a picture say, what do you think? That's too vague. Talk about what you're trying to sell to. Do a little bit of research up front. Uh, say, this is the market I want to hit with this product. And this is what the idea that I have. And Bill and I can help you with that. Okay, but we're not going to start. We're, we're not going to uh, what take you from, from the very beginning. You have to do a little bit of work up front. It saves us time so we don't have to go back to you and say, what, what do you mean? You know, when you're vague, we're vague. So we're offering help, but we need you to just help us help you. Does that sound right, Bill? Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, okay. All right, so um, sign up for that webinar. We want you to get successful, and we want to help you get there. So the link is down in the description, and you know we'll be we'll see you there, getting you launched. Bill, you want to wrap this up?
1: Well, no. I hope uh, everyone got something from this episode. I know uh, it's a lot to take in sometimes, and um, you know it, it's hard. I find it's hard to focus sometimes when you're getting you into business. It's it's hard to point in one direction and you know follow that direction without you know going to the left or to the right or or like doing a 180 and and completely refocusing your business but it's all baby steps and it's it's all uh you know like we said before it's patience Yeah, a little bit of patience goes a long way
0: well i'm done bill you done yeah i'm good okay i would like to thank you for Joining us today in this podcast where you get a little idea of business, and if there's one thing that we want to share with you is you can do this and you can succeed at it, and we are here to help. So sign up for that webinar and keep following, learn, keep trying, keep doing, and put yourself out there, and you will do amazingly well with your amazing CNC creations. We will see you in the next podcast.